Hey guys, welcome back to Comes Back to Love. I am your host, Sheena E, and happy Wednesday. I am coming to you guys after a little bit of a break. I know y'all hate when I take breaks, but listen, a girl gotta do what a girl gotta do. I went away. It was the end of my summer, uh, (laughs) the end of vacations on the list for this summer, okay? So I'm done for summer trips. I am here, I am stationary, and I am back so um yeah i hope everybody's good i hope everyone is healthy um doing what you have to do to protect yourself from the ever fucking lasting COVID 19 anywho before i get into this week's topics i just want to say um a few things one if you're not subscribed please subscribe subscribe to the podcast on spotify um apple all the major podcast platforms that you are listening on thank you but please subscribe tell a friend tag a friend screen record your favorite parts post it on social media tag at comes back to love and tag me i am sheena underscore e on ig if you're not following me and if you are following me thank you and um yeah so i want to get right into um some shit this week because there is a lot of things on my mind first things first um I want to talk a little bit about separation and friendships. And what I mean by separation and friendships, I mean, it's okay to have friends for different reasons. And what made me want to talk about this is, you know, it was major birthday season for me. Um, So many Leos around me, um, some Virgos around me. Um, This summer is filled with birthdays. And of course, it being people's birthdays is when I'm getting invited to birthday dinners, birthday trips, birthday, whatever. And I think that, um, us as women, ladies, if you're listening, I don't know if it's the same for fellas, chime in if you want, um, in the comments, but I don't know if it's the same for guys, but I feel like we as women often have friends for different reasons. Um, I'll use myself as an example. I have a lot of different, I know a lot of people first and foremost, I know a lot of people and, I have a few different friend circles. So I have people that I grew up with. Those are like the friends that you end up calling your cousin. You know, like grew up in the same neighborhood. We may not have went to school together, but we've been friends since we could walk. You know, my my friends from the stoop, you know. So if it's a family event, my aunt's 60th birthday, my mom's 50th birthday or whatever. These are the friends that's probably going to be there because they probably know your whole family. Then I have... um, High school friends, you know, girls I clicked up with in high school. We might have went our separate ways during college, but we're still girlfriends. Like, we make a point to see each other a couple times a year. Then I have my college girlfriends, which I think are my core friends. You know, these are the girls I struggle with that we used to pick who was going to call their mom and ask for oodles and noodles money. Like, those is my girls. Some of us had our kids around the same time. You know, these is the girlfriends that my son called aunt and all that cool shit. And then I have, like, my social group of friends these are girls that I go out with I hang with we party with we you know whatever you have to start um separating your friends in certain settings I'm not saying that all your friends can't come to your wedding your baby shower I'm not saying that but if you are having a trip to let's say Jamaica for your birthday and it's a group trip and you invite your go out, hang out, get turned up friends with the girls that you know are more subdued, more um, reserved, and they're going to be judgment 
fucking it's gonna be judgment day every day you probably shouldn't do that and i didn't personally personally experience anything like this i'm just really making a general statement based on observations i've made over this last birthday season everything is not for everybody every setting is not for every friend and you guys know by now i'm the soup i'm a super um um outgoing open book wild card type of person so don't invite me to your birthday and i'm gonna say some shit that's gonna offend your little quiet church mouth girlfriend that you invited because you knew her since she was 16 it's just probably not gonna work so i just want to encourage everyone to think about who you invite to certain events um think about your friend circles what kind of friends are they your brunch friends are not your get lit friends and we probably all shouldn't be in the same room so (laughs) that was something that was pressing me to say um i wanted to address today so let's 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 make it a point because i'm gonna make it a point i've had events where i've had like like you be at an event and there's like clicks of people in different parts of the event because these are people that kind of like mesh well together of course like i said weddings baby showers mile you know graduations milestone birthdays everybody can come but you got to make sure you bring the right people to the vibe because if not it's a recipe for fucking disaster for all of us so so yeah also okay so i want to get right into this relationship shit that i want to talk about i want to talk about how do you really truly ever know if a relationship is going to work i think that it's imperative that we start going into situations feeling like you know it's a possibility that one day this shit <laughs> might dismantle um i want to i want to say that it's been a lot of like breakups in my circles i mean i was telling y'all last time how, how like me and all my girlfriends like the guys in our life have just been on bullshit like they just been on bullshit all summer so you know me and my girls have have made decisions in one way or another to just leave certain people the fuck alone leave their asses in summer 2021 and not even let them come into the fall it's fucking cuffing season again <laughs> and I don't know. Like, what's going on? How do you really know if you are cuffing someone and it's going to be permanent? And and even if it's not permanent, like, when you are dating, when you're starting to date, do you... When do you start saying what you're looking for? Like, I get we all do the preliminary, you know, find out what we have in common, if we have anything in common or whatever. But is it okay to just want to kick it? Like, is that appropriate in 2021? And if you ask me, which someone did ask me, which made me want to talk about this a little bit, I think that it's absolutely okay at whatever age you are, 25, 35, 45, it's absolutely okay to just want to fucking kick it. Like, everybody is not looking for their soulmate. Everybody is not looking for somebody to bear children or start a business with or have a happily ever after with. But... Like most things um, that we discuss over here, you know, you have to let a person know. You have to let a person know that you are not in the business of serious relationship. Because there's nothing worse than thinking you're in a relationship with somebody and you're fucking not. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with um, kicking it. But don't let, like, don't be the, the guy 
who got three different girls thinking they're your girlfriend. And then, because um, this happened to me, um, <laughs> this happened to me a few years ago. Um, shit, mad years ago, maybe like 2015-ish. Um, I was fucking dealing with this nigga, this guy or whatever. And we was kicking it for a minute. And not we, we had never verbalized that we were together or anything, but... It was starting to feel like a relationship. Like, I'm at your house all the time. We on the phone all the time. You, you doing them courtesy calls. Shit was good. It was We was we was moving. It was good. It was really good at one point. And then all of a sudden, I log on social media, and this man is sitting holding hands with a female. And I'm like, damn, well, damn. You know? And this was before. Um, <laughs> wow. This is a while ago, but it's really... This is not the first time this happened to me. Obviously, it happened to me years before Instagram where you really think you deal with somebody and then you really you get the truth. The truth hits you like a fucking brick when you see them out with somebody or you find out they got a baby on the way or something. And you're like, damn, well, I thought that we was building. So, yeah, so I look on Instagram and homeboy is holding hands. He in a full-fledged, like, is you getting married? And then the caption was like, the caption was like some real in love, love stuff. So I'm like, damn, like I'm a little bit salty about that. And I blame myself because, again, um, you know, when you're passive and you let people dictate what the fuck you want to tolerate, you end up tolerating anything. And we can't we can't be doing that. So, yeah, it's OK. I think it's OK to be over 35 and just want to kick it. But I think you have to for sure, for sure, for sure let the person know let a motherfucker know because sometimes it works opposite sometimes you just think you just want to fucking kick it with somebody and they end up becoming a semi-permanent fixture in your life and i think you know the basis of any successful relationship obviously not to sound cliche but the basis of a successful relationship is always going to be the friendship it's always going to be the friendship first because if you start off and I know we all do this. I read I read, was reading something about this, about um, soul ties and um, how, you know, sex is so casual. And it's been this way for years. It's nothing new. It's not a, it's not a new generation thing. Sex is so casual and sex is so, um, you know, we, we just think we're supposed to do it. That we kind of like start relationships on the wrong foot. Like we meet people. And maybe we go out and we get fucking drunk and we smoking hookah and we're drinking and we're having food and it's a good time. And then we end up at his house and then we have sex and then the sex is fucking amazing. And then you want to keep having sex with this person. And then you look up and it's two years past and y'all been doing the same cycle. Y'all been linking. Y'all been going to eat. Y'all been fucking and the fucking is so fucking good. We've been fucking this good sex. You know, we have these little random conversations where we kind of act like we together but we not really together like we start relationships off backwards and we forget that the foundation should be the friendship like let's get to know each i'm not and i'm not saying because y'all know i am the last bitch to tell you to put your pussy on lockdown or put your pussy on um you know contingencies you do what the fuck you want with your pussy but what i'm saying is we got to stop starting relationships based on the fact that we have sexual chemistry with people and we don't and we don't build the friendship because you'll end up with someone that you're not sure you really want to be with. I mean, the sex can be good, but the communication can be way off or the sex could be bomb, but 
you don't really like that motherfucker. You ever been entangled with somebody for years? Like the sex is mind fucking blowing. You know, y'all might even have a good time while y'all drinking y'all margaritas before y'all go fuck. But really, really deep down, like you don't even like the person. I mean, it's motherfuckers that's married that haven't built the friendship. And that is going to lead me into the gist of this week. What I read the meat and meat of this meeting. And I want to talk about relationships. And I want to talk about what makes the shit work. And I was talking to my friends about the whole idea of opposites attracting. And what I mean by that is you you hear people all the time say like opposites attract, opposites attract. And I literally just said this to my friend. I feel like opposites attract in the sense of um, you like football, I like baseball. Or you like lemonade and I like orange juice. Or you from the west side, I'm from the south side. But opposites don't attract when it comes down to the foundation and the core of who the person is. If you are straight hood, you know, <coughs> limited mannerism, limited um, vocabulary, limited um, limited scope on life, limited, limited in your point of view and all of that cool shit. And I'm a scholar. And I am very well versed and I'm very well traveled. And, you know, like I think before I speak and I'm intellectual and I'm intelligent and I'm this and I'm that. We might meet each other. Our our paths might cross and there might be an, in, an immediate reaction, you know, I mean, immediate connection. Like I might think you're fucking handsome and you might think I'm the baddest bitch ever. But if we don't have similarities at the core then the relationship is bound to fail. And I want to repeat that so that you can understand it. If you and your mate do not have similarities at the core of who you two are separately, together, it's not going to work. You can only go on for so long with someone that you are completely different from. And I think that idea of opposites attracting has everyone confused. And it also has people being with motherfuckers that they have no business being with. Because in our mind, you know, it's, it's the Cinderella mindset um, where we start thinking about the fairy tale of it all and not really dealing with the reality of what the fuck is going on. If you have been in you know, foster care all your life and you have no real foundation of love and you haven't, you, you know, you haven't experienced um, the joys and the happiness that some of us have been able to experience as children or whatever. And you haven't healed. Okay. You haven't took the time to get therapy. You haven't took the time to work on you. And then you come fucking with me and my joyful family and my joyful fucking upbringing. And it triggers something in you. And now we a year in and you really don't fucking like me because being in my presence triggers you to some shit that what you went through that I have no fucking idea of because we haven't took the time to build the friendship. So I have no idea who you are. I know I like your dick. I know you're handsome. I know you got good flare I you know what I'm saying I know the basics but I don't know the basis of you I don't know the core of you and we sitting here trying to be in a relationship and then every time you know every time I'm doing some happy family shit you get in a motherfucking attitude is because I'm triggering something in you that hasn't healed and these two opposites don't fucking attract we need to get the fuck away from each other sometimes the opposite needs to fucking detach 
Because this motherfucker's out here forcing shit. You forcing it. Because we haven't done the legwork, the beginning work. And I'm guilty of giving this good pussy up. And then the motherfucker don't want to leave me alone because the pussy is so good. You know, like, and I'm a performer. So I feel like if it's going to be, like, I remember I was, I was dating this rapper. (laughs) Sidebar, story time. So I was dating this rapper for a while. And when I met him or whatever, I was literally taking one for the team. Like I met him in a, in a, in, in a hotel. I was in town with my girls for something. He was probably performing somewhere whatever so when i met him it was like oh shit like he was really like on my top so i'm like oh this is about to be a vibe tonight and it didn't matter to me if i never talked to this motherfucker again but after we went out or whatever and and, i mean we was like tongue kissing all the way to the club i don't know i don't know what the fuck i was high on then but whatever the case we were we we were very sexual we had a lot of sexual chemistry and of course i knew i was gonna give him the pussy um when we got back and i and i gave him the pussy like i gave him the fucking business like oh my god like it was it was explosive and i was really giving it to him so good because i knew like in my mind i'm like if this is the last time i see this nigga oh he gonna fucking remember my ass i at this point even know if this nigga know my name okay but i'm fucking him like he's my husband only because in my mind, you, you know, I'm fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to leave a mark on this motherfucker. But that good pussy session um, lasted three years. And um, we didn't build on proper principles. So here I am three years, about three years in thinking that we have some type of, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm at this nigga's house, you know, like his home. Um, we, we, we seen each, like if he ain't on tour if he get off that tour, we the fuck fucking. If I'm in the area he living in, I think we even seen each other out of town a few times. We just happened to be in the same city. He was performing places, whatever. So after the year, the two, you know, I'm thinking that we have some type of connection. Like we have some type of rapport with one another. And lo and behold, the fuck we don't. Because when some nut shit takes place and the reality of it all is I'm faced with the reality of it all. No, bitch, you was really just fucking this nigga and not that i wanted a relationship with him or anything but sometimes as women we get delusional (laughs) i know the guys is gonna like this sometimes as women we get delusional and we think because a motherfucker likes fucking us that they actually like us and you know it sounds really sad saying that but it's the reality the reality is a person can really truly enjoy you when he's inside of you um you know he can really enjoy the way you suck his dick and he can really enjoy the way you know how wet and good your pussy is or whatever you bring to the table sexually he really can enjoy that and in his warped mind because men are you know horrible creatures at times and he could be fucking you and 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 saying you know there's nothing worse than a nigga saying he love you oh my god baby baby while he in that ass and then you don't hear from that nigga for 16 days until he wants some pussy again. But I think that, um, you know, women, we get delusional and we start thinking that it's a relationship established because we're constantly fucking someone. And we got to stop doing that. I'm not saying... I, I, and I don't even have... Uh, I'm going to research this a little further so that I can, I can try to have, like, some um, some scientific or, like, some type of res, some type of resolution... Because I don't have a resolution for it. I feel like um, we have to go back to the list again. And we have to 
decipher we have to decide who's worthy of the pussy um one and then um we have to decide how we want to go about rationing ration rationing out the pussy because i don't want to hear about these accidental relationships that we're in all because we first were just fucking someone and fellas um you know if you meet a girl and the pussy is good i mean maybe she let you hit on the first night or the second night or whatever happened and the sex is really good and you know that that's all you want from her let's try to like and i'm not saying that's all you want from her forever but that might be all you want for her at from her at the moment and that's another confusion issue too you know sometimes we get in the mind frame of thinking that you know a relationship is a relationship and it's really just a sex thing it's a situationship and the dick is good or the pussy is good we gotta we gotta stop doing that because like i said i'm guilty of being in situations i mean shit last couple years you'd be like no and that like that's like my, one of my little niggas and that is one of your little niggas one of the little niggas you fucking he ain't fucking with you like that sis i'm not fucking with you like that you gotta we gotta work on that we gotta work on that i'm, I'm eager to to some um feedback on that how do, what, what do you guys think about that like how do we because it's unrealistic to think that bitches is gonna be like oh i ain't fucking you if we ain't committed because sometimes we as women don't want to be committed but let's not be delusional ladies let's don't think just because you've been fucking somebody for five years that y'all together because the fuck y'all ain't until he say it until he loves you out loud <laughs> love me out loud and that's how i'm gonna know that i'm with you Okay, and speaking of loving out loud, where's the romance? What the fuck did the city girls fuck it up for us, fellas? Somebody please tell me. Like, where's the romance? I've been, I've been wanting some flowers for a fucking week, two weeks actually. When I came back from Paris, I um I wanted some flowers, and I think I mentioned it a few times. And like, I still don't have no fucking flowers. Where's the fucking romance? Where's the romance? Where's like let's get dressed, let's go out, let's go to the harbor for the day, and let's walk around. Where the fuck is the romance? Do you motherfuckers not do romantic dates anymore? Are you confused? Who fucked it up for us? Please tell me who fucked it up for us because I'm gonna smack that bitch. Women still want to be romanced. We don't want to meet you at the club and then go home and fuck. We don't want to do that. We want to go on dates, real fucking dates, where you get dressed, and I get dressed, and I meet you there at 8.30, and we have a fucking meal and a cocktail, and sometimes you don't fuck that night. Sometimes I get back in my car, and I leave. The fuck? Where is the romance? I'm so fucking appalled. I had um, checked up on one of my, one of my men <laughs> for the holiday, for Labor Day weekend or whatever, and... um. I was telling him, like, you know, you are one of my favorites because of the way you date me. And he really dates me. And I I like that. I like to be dated. I like to be courted. So, fellas, if you're listening, it ain't just on Valentine's Day. Randomly, like, sometimes it don't got to be a lot. I'm not, you don't got to always buy a pair of Bottegas and buy a bitch a bus down. It's not even always about that because that shit ain't romantic sometimes. That shit is like hush presents. But women still want you to call them you want to get morning me every fucking day good morning ask me what i'm doing this weekend ask me do i want to go out to eat say some shit that's going to tantalize and, and, and tempt me 
where's the fucking romance give me a fucking break i'm not the only one complaining guys i talked to three of my girlfriends this week and we all was asking it's in my notes where's the romance i sing in telegram something shit because I'm, I'm gonna start withholding this pussy if i don't start getting romance yep no sex for you why not because you're not motherfucking dating me you're not courting me you just think i'm supposed to be gung-ho to be jumping on your dick and um <laughs> i'm not <laughs> wine and fucking dime me god damn it shit instagram fucked it up niggas think all them dms is a date i had to tell a nigga one time like i ain't finna date you in this dm stop asking me a hundred questions that you could be fucking asking me over fucking fried lobster tails the fuck and women stop tolerating that shit if it's a nigga constantly talking to you in your dm ignore him this is okay so let's make a pack ladies I'll be back next week and we're going to do a follow-up starting today. I'm not responding to no fucking DMS from men. I'm not. And if, cause, cause I mean, I got, I got about a hundreds that I don't respond to anyway, but you know, like you got like those guys, every, every girl on Instagram has those niggas. We got those niggas that's talking to themselves in our DM. And then we got those is niggas more loyal to me on Instagram than in my real life. I mean, a motherfucker say good morning, beautiful to me every day. Good morning. How's your day? How's this? The motherfuckers be remembering shit that I don't remember. Ain't this the anniversary of you this? Oh, how you feeling? Was it just sick two weeks ago? You feeling better? They love a bitch. They love a border bitch. But guess what? Starting today, I'm not answering none of them motherfucking DMs. You ain't going to be dating me in the fucking DM. You want to take me to dinner? You can ask me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, and all these other stupid-ass questions over a fucking meal. Really, I don't want to go fucking eat. I want to go shopping. <laughs> Let me ask y'all that, fellas. Do you have a problem with that? Like, if... Okay, so... Okay, another a scenario. Humor me for a minute. A scenario. Say you say you know you're a pretty well, you know a, a very good dater. So you like I want to take you to dinner. You want to take her to a five star. You know the bill is probably gonna be like between three and four hundred dollars. Gas, your outfit, maybe you got a haircut. Let's say a date night costs you a thousand dollars, roughly, right? For like I'm talking about including like all the uh, all the preliminaries, all the get ready, all the prep or whatever. Would you be opposed to, like, just giving the girl the $1,000 versus going on a date? Hmm? Because sometimes I don't want to go to eat. Sometimes I want to go to sex. I posted it on my Instagram, and I got a lot of backlash from niggas in my DM. Like, that's what's wrong now. That's what's wrong with women now. That's all they care about. Yeah, because the season is changing. Shit. And if the season is fucking change, changing, I want to go shopping. If you have a woman in your life and y'all are in a cool, you know, in a relationship, she wants to go shopping. She wants to go shopping. It's about to be fall. Buy her two pairs, of, a starter kit, a pair of pump, a pair of boots, a nice little leather jacket. Let's get, look, we want to go shopping. Don't want to fucking go eat. We want to go shopping. <laughs> We want to go shopping. So I always get questions um, when I go on Instagram and I say, ask me a question, you know. I always get questions like, are you single? And then I always respond the same, like, you know, I'm not married, whatever. And, and you know, sometimes sometimes my, my niggas get offended by that, whatever. Because 
But I'm old school in my in my thought thinking. Like, if you're not married, you're single. And I'm not saying no one loves you and no one cares about you. And I'm not saying that I don't care about anyone. But I'm just saying I'm not married. I'm single. Right? When you fill out applications, the shit don't say single, married, divorced. I mean, widowed, divorced, or fucking with somebody for five years to never put a ring on it. No, it says married or single. So I'm fucking single. And um, I'm always after... After a a separation of sorts, because, okay, I didn't tell you guys about this, but so my guy, um, we kind of like on a break right now because we don't have the same communication skills. Our communicate, his communication skills are trash to me. And, um, I'm just, I'm just moving. In my mind, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to someone who I feel more comfortable with. And we'll talk about we'll talk about this another time. It's such a conversation for another day. But anyway, yes, I'm single. And every time I think about my singleness, I try to analyze why the fuck am I single? Um, and of course, if you ask any single person, anybody that's not married, they think that they're like a good catch. Um, I'm always the first to admit my flaws. Like I'm very well. I'm very um, in tune with myself. So I know my flaws. I know the things about me that would be considered a flaw. You know, I know that I, I'm i a little selfish when it comes to what I want, when I want it. I'm a little impulsive. Um, I'm horrible with, with my finances. I'm getting better. But I'm horrible with finances. Like, I spend money. Like, it's coming right back, you know. But sometimes it does. Thank you to the universe thank you jesus in advance for all my abundance i have an opportunity to say thank you i always do but um i know my flaws you know i also know my my good points and i know that i'm a good um woman an amazing mother a great companion i know i'm a good friend i know that you can be yourself with me you don't got a lot of kick it over here i'm not tripping over nothing i'm so easy to fucking please um, I'm a bit of a nympho, so when you start giving me some dick, I want it all the time. Um, you know, that could be a pro or a con, but I always start thinking about why the fuck I'm single. And I think I have relationship PTSD. And um, what I mean by that is I've lost every man I've ever had a connection with. And it goes all the way back to my teenage years. My first boyfriend, Kevin Lee. (sighs) I loved him um, in a puppy love way. I mean, he was like buying me shoes and shit. And we was like 14 years, 15 years old. But Kevin got murdered um, right down the street from where I was at the time. Um, We was, it was like a, a shootout and he got caught in a crossfire. And Kevin, Kevin died very prematurely right when my heart was just learning what love was right so let's just think about that so um i'm 14 15 years old and the first time i start to feel love for someone they die they get murdered they don't just have they don't have cancer they don't get sick they get murdered and i remember going to his janazah because he was muslim and i remember going to his grave and I haven't been to his grave in a long time, but every time I ride past where it is, I always speak to him because Kevin was so sweet to me. 
he was so nice to me. He was talented. He was a rapper. He he just was everything to me. And um, fast forward a few more years, my son's father um, got sentenced to 15 to 30 years in prison. And I'm sitting in a courtroom with a newborn baby on my lap. And, um, you know, I feel like what I often think, like, what would my life have been if he never went to prison? Like, how many more kids would we have or what? But it's like that hood love story never got a chance to be written because he'd been in jail for almost 20 years, you know? So it's like, okay, that's number two, you know? Um, I'm skipping somebody, but I don't even want to go there right now. Um, my ex before last was murdered. Um, he was murdered and the moment in which he was taken, we were just starting to get like to that serious relationship status, like are we going to do this for real this time? Cause we was together a while. We broke up, we got back together and then he, he left, you know? And then, um, my, my ex after him, um, committed suicide. So I, I haven't even grieved him. I haven't been to his grave. I spoke to his mom recently cause I needed to update my daughter's passport. And if you don't know this, but his name is on our birth certificate. So you got to go get, um, I had to get the death certificate and I, and I kind of swallowed that he was gone for the first time in like two years. So it's like, how do I ignore that part of me and open myself up to potentially being left or hurt again? And I never thought about it. This week was the first time I thought about it. Like maybe my defense mechanism and I'm being super candid with y'all because I'm not a real ass bitch. Like I always tell y'all, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to get no fake shit over here. But I'm being transparent because I can't be the only person who feels like they have relationship PTSD. And I recently met somebody and I feel like they check all the boxes as far as like what you would want, how you would want your mate to interact with you. But I felt myself like pushing them away. And I wasn't literally pushing them away. Like, no, I'm not coming. Like, I would still be around them. But I would do little things or say little things to, like, almost make them not like me no more. And um, I, I wanted to know if that was a real thing. Like, could you really be so scared to lose somebody that you end up not even attaching yourself to somebody? And... I know it's real because I have sat back this week and analyzed things and I realized that's the truth for me. I fucking have relationship PTSD. I don't want to lose anybody and we all are going to fucking die. So it's like I I, I got in my mind, every girl want to be a wife. I, I, I could, right now, if a motherfucker got on his knee, we could plan a wedding in three days. I know exactly what I want to look like. I know exactly how I want it to be. I know all of that shit, but it's like, how can one side of you want this happily ever after? But on the flip side, you scared the fucking death. Like I want somebody to fall in love with a fraction of me. And that's fucking impossible. And that's why I talked about building a friendship part first. 
Because in order for somebody to love me properly, he needs to understand the layers of who I am and why I'm so aggressive or, you know, like why, um, you know, I'm so sexual and, and why I, I'm demanding and why I lead with, with sex and why I like to control people sexually because I, I gotta, I, I gotta have something. And I think I said this to my sister before, um, like when I leave, like if I, like, like you ever been in a, in a relationship or whatever and y'all break up and you feel like you didn't get shit out of like you got nothing. Like your heart got broke, your feelings got hurt, you got nothing. And I started feeling like, well, if I know I'm going to get my feelings hurt anyway, like I know this motherfucker's going to die, he's going to go to jail, something's going to happen. I need to get everything like physical that I can get so that way when he leaves then I have something and not nothing and I know it's a, it's a fucked up way to think but I still wear jewelry that my ex bought me and I feel like I got this out of the relationship because other than that I'm I'm broken I'm a fucking mess so this week and last week I was really thinking about that like I really got PTSD I really do I go out of my way to not be loved, to not be lovable. And that's a horrible way to be. So for this cuffing season, (laughs) this cuffing season, on a more serious note, this cuffing season, I'm working on breaking down the layers of who I am. So I'm reading this book. I'll I'll share it with you guys when I'm finished because it's teaching me about love and um, the principles of love and Obviously, I, I promote self-love a lot. And self-love is cool, but self-love is only going to get us but so far. We have to also learn how to be lovable and how to love someone else. So, that's what I'm working on. Right now, currently, Sheena is working on how to project properly outward so that I can be lovable, more lovable. You know, because motherfuckers love me, but do they really know me enough to really love me? And ask yourself that. The person that you love, do you love them on the surface or do you love them in real life? Like, do you love them for real or you love the facade? And um, it's a gift and a curse being, for lack of better terms, popular or whatever on social media or a popular figure or whatever because people often fall in love with the idea of who they think you are and then when they get to know you they get to know me and they find out I'm a psycho bitch (laughs) they probably go back to my Instagram and scroll and try to find a picture that made them fucking like me in the beginning which another thing I'm doing is I'm making a vow to not date off of Instagram I know it's going to be hard but I've had such bad experiences. I no longer want to date off Instagram. So if you're in my motherfucking DM and you think that's ever going to materialize to a date, it's not. You're going to have to do some hard work. You're going to have to fucking find yourself and fucking meet me in Wagmans or Whole Foods or something and ask me if I want to go get coffee because I am stopping the dating off Instagram. It's been a disaster. And yeah, I don't want to date anybody who thinks that they know me. Like, can you get a fucking chance to know me in real life and not think that you know me? I want to get to one question. I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry, y'all. I wrote so many notes. I wrote notes for an episode I'm doing with someone else. And then, um, 
I write notes. I wrote notes for this singular episode that I'm doing right now. So the question is, do I think cell phones ruin relationships? And at first I'm like, what do you mean? We all got phones. But then I start thinking about it. And I think that it has to be a mute moment when you with your mate. Like, it ha- like you have to be able to put your phone, unless you were on call, you have to be able to put your phone down and be on a date. You have to be able to sit there and actually talk to the man you're fucking and you live with. Put the fucking phone down. The phone is so fucking distracting. That's why I told y'all a couple weeks ago about finding you a man who's not even on fucking social media. Because the shit is, is very distracting and is, ve- is very annoying. So, yeah, I do think the phone can have a hindrance on your relationship. But if you're in a relationship with someone who is in love with their phone, take that shit. <laughs> take that fucking phone. Put that shit down. And if you always on your phone, bitch, get off your phone. That's why your nigga is cheating on you. <laughs> get off your fucking phone. So, yeah, to answer your question, I do think the phone can be a hindrance. Um, unless you, you know, unless you brokering deals, nigga, put the phone down when you're in my presence. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I miss you guys. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back for now. Let's chat it up. Any questions, send them to at comes back to love on Instagram. Slide in the DM. Um, follow me, follow podcast, and yeah, stay blessed. Also, if you don't know, I am a four-time self-published, amazing, award-winning author. If you don't own any of my books, you can check them out on Books by Sheena E on Instagram at Books by Sheena E. Go check them out. Go buy a fucking book. And um, yeah. Let me know what you think. Penetration Volume 2 is coming sooner than you know. So I think you should buy Volume 1 and get caught the fuck up. Because 2 is explosive. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And guess what? I'll be back next week. XOXO.